Hello friends, family, regular and new listeners. Welcome, welcome. You're listening to This Is Fine, a podcast that centers ideas, issues and information related to different areas of mental health from traumas to self-improvements. And I, your currently exhausted but perpetually pensive host, Ivor, unpack insights, lessons and life experiences that may provide some direction as you navigate this thing we all call life. So let me start off today's episode with these two words, ask questions. If you're not asking questions, you're not growing. So every day, ask a question about yourself. I have prided myself on like continually saying how I believe I'm extremely self-aware and I'm still proud of it because I do think that it's my most valuable skill. A skill that was, I guess, part of the the, the catalyst for this podcast and a tool that I am continually using to carve out my mission, my, my purpose in the fleeting moments of, well, our lives. But I don't think that I've actually been productive in talking about the tools to help listeners start to grasp and understand and and use self-reflection as a tool to shape their minds, to shape their mental fortitude, their resilience, and to be better equipped to deal with the stresses of life that contribute to our mental health. For a long time, I've been asking the question, what is this for? So, for instance, if I'm engaged in something, something I have to do complete, I will ask the question, what is this for? What is my outcome? Or, I don't know, I guess just the, the, the general thing of just living my life. If I'm engaged in an activity, what is this for? What is the purpose? What is my purpose? Which is how I came to the idea of today's episode. I would start off by um, sharing, with, sharing with you the wisdom from the pool of black excellence that keeps my spirit fresh and motivated. This wisdom comes from a woman named Chloe Kahim Moore. I think that's the correct way to say it. Chloe Kahim Moore. She's the director of Next Memphis, which is an organization that believes that early childhood education is the key to the future prospects for children. I became inspired by her because I watched a tech TED Talk and I really connected with her her perspective, her viewpoint on purpose. So I babble a lot about like my purpose, you know, this and, and, and it's that. And I think that I might have once said that if you can't find your purpose, your first order of business is to figure out what you want. These are all things that make sense to me and hopefully to someone else. But I think where I failed in providing the unsolicited guidance that is this podcast is on the matter of purpose. If purpose is even something anyone or everyone should strive for, like, is that really something everyone should be doing is finding their purpose? So, and also, how do we figure out what, like, truly how do we truly know what our purpose is? How do we really tell? Um, and for me, that is kind of connected with 
a, a, a story from my childhood that I remember so vividly. Um, recently, I, as I'm reading up a lot about trauma and um, uh, about abuse and trauma, I've discovered that when it comes to memory, the way you remember things is that if the memory is a happy memory, you remember the feeling and every time you tell the story, you tell the story a little bit differently. So you tell the story to this one person and maybe you leave out a detail and the next time you tell the story, that is the new version of the story. Kind of like how when you write a document and you save that version and you don't um, like save uh, a different version, not version two, it just keeps saving the same document with all the changes. That is kind of like what happens in your brain when you tell the story. So how it happened initially to how you've been telling it or tell it the fifth time is very different in some ways. So uh, when it comes to something that is a traumatic experience, you actually remember it the same every single time. And the, this memory, though, which is something interesting for me, was not a traumatic memory. But I think I remember it because it was in a tumultuous time of our lives. And I remember this scene so, so vividly. This was after my parents had gotten divorced. And the marriage was extremely traumatic. And it really did leave indelible scars not only on my mother but also us you know her children my brother my sister and I um, and her especially because having come from a history of oppression and sexism and patriarchy constantly holding your like pressing your neck to the ground she took us um, on one day just wanting to make her children do something special for her and she took us to a very famous very popular like burger barbecue burger chain in um, Namibia and uh, for me the excitement began as soon as we reached an archway that leads to the entrance where you were met with like a low light and a, and steep wooden stairs um, it must have been right after like the sun was flirting with midday because it was for lunch. And then my feelings and, and my memory propel me into right before we left the amber lit interior out into the patio where the weather was exceptionally beautiful with blue, almost azure skies that seemed to expand the low rise of the buildings that define the tiny cityscape of a third world country. I can't quite remember the flame grilled burger i know it's flame grilled because that's the signature style of the restaurant that i know as an adult so i can't quite remember that flame grilled burger but what my what i do remember and my instinct tells me is that my milkshake and oh how i loved milkshakes was bubblegum flavored and it you know it was so big for me it like eclipsed my head um i don't know why i recall this so vividly but as the waitress led us to our seats, you know, before we got the the food and everything, as she led us to our seats, we passed a couple on a date. And when we sat down, I told my mom that woman smells really nice. Then my mother encouraged me to say that, to go tell the woman that. I wouldn't do it alone. So she walked me over and kindly interrupted their conversation. 
and said that I have something to say. And I told the woman that she smelled beautiful, not nice, not pleasant, but in Afrikaans, that's the word that came to me. I don't remember her face, but I do remember the gold band or, or bracelet she wore on her left wrist. Um, and my mother was teaching us or, you know, in that moment had taught me that if you think someone is beautiful, if you think they're nice, if you think they smell very good, tell them. What she didn't know was that she was instilling within me a sense of confidence and a purpose. Though she may not have known it at the time, it's because, you know, she had never received those words as a young girl or even a young woman. No one had ever told her she's beautiful. No one had ever told her she smelled beautiful. So that memory made a neural link with another one. And I cannot be sure if it is before or after, but we were in her car, the 1989 Toyota Corolla, cream-colored, four-door, you know, stick shifts, very basic car. I was sitting behind her, as I always did, if I couldn't sit next to her. She and a friend were talking quite, you know, fiery, quite emotionally, about how my sperm donor had abused her and how abusive the marriage was, and how her family had ridiculed her for her looks, calling her ugly. I was staring out the window, but my preteen brain must have been absorbing their conversation because this memory is so anchored. Like, the road was kind of carved into a hill, so on the right-hand side... You could see like the layers of rock, which was a mixture of grays peppered with brown. And at some point, she asked if she was pretty. She didn't ask me. I just heard the question. Still looking out the window, as we reached the peak of the little hill on the road, we were driving on. Or like, I guess, see me driving through. But I just matter of fact responded without looking just Without thought, just staring out the window, she had asked a question in Afrikaans, but I had been a little bit obsessed with English, so I like to show off my skills, and I said, No, mummy, you're not pretty. You're beautiful. There was a second where it seemed everything stopped, and I moved my eyes to the rear view mirror where I met hers, and I, I don't, I know that our eyes met, but I can't describe what it looks like. Um, and I think that that was a defining moment, though I didn't have the mental faculties to grasp it yet, but there was a moment of silence in which I think the trajectory of our, our relationship of mother and son would later transcend into a respectful and loving equal friendship. So I guess I can say that in her effort to turn her wounds into wisdom, she taught me the same. Turn your wounds into wisdom. So, as a child, my purpose may have been as a cheerleader for my mother in an oppressive society. It evolved as I learned to define my purpose and do the work, the constant consciousness work of living out that purpose. So, maybe that's something you could look at. Maybe a part of your mental health 
is this idea that you must have a purpose. Just because it's a driving force for someone like me, it doesn't mean that you also have to have one. So bringing it back to what I'd mentioned before and, and, and what I've learned from Chloe Hakim Moore is that purpose can keep you stuck, which is an experience I've had and continue to struggle with didn't actually know it until someone gave voice, gave vocalization to that, the sense of purpose I had carved for myself, that it has also contributed to some mental anguish. Purpose is great for mental health, but it can also be damaging. It's hard to live out your purpose when wellness is in some way lacking. So let's quickly define wellness. The word wellness is oft mistaken for health. Wellness actually is aimed to enhance well-being through, let's say, four avenues, namely emotional wellness, um, environmental wellness, physical wellness, and social or spiritual wellness. This is an internal process, the process of filling yourself up, of filling your cup so that you can then give to others, so that you can share to others, and maybe also do the work of living out your purpose if you choose to pick one. So to figure out what how wellness looks for you, we have to take a break. You have to take a break from your life just a little bit. If you're lucky and privileged, you can decide when to take a break and look inward. Or sometimes, life has a way of helping you out if you just listen. My little finger accident where I ended up in the hospital for two weeks, I saw that as me ignoring the signs that I need to take a little break from all the things that I was pursuing and doing. Look inward and recalibrate the compass. The compass? How am I pronouncing that today? Anyway, um... What did I want to say? Yeah, life speaks in whispers. And if you choose to listen, you'll be guided inwards. And if you choose to do the work, rest, exercise, therapy, when you do the work, you realize a sense of peace inside. And that is the sense of wellness, of emotional wellness. But my question to you is, what does emotional wellness mean for you, what can you do to ensure you contribute to environmental wellness? Are you taking care of your body? Are you selecting food for nourishment instead of taste or both? What does social wellness look like for you? Is it going out to a bar and drinking with friends and getting drunk at the risk of your physical wellness? Or is it spending some time with friends listening to music or um, in nature watching a sunset uh, having a deep or, 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 or fun conversation, what does your spiritual wellness look like? And for just to be clear, spirituality does not mean religion. Those two are not necessarily connected. Religion is a specific and um, organized, organized set of beliefs and practices that is shared by a community or group. It's not chosen, it's organized and it has rules and structure. Spirituality is an individual practice that has to do with uh, the sense of having a purpose and is centered around practices that make you peaceful inside. So in her talk, Chloe Hakim Moore, 
the woman I told you about before, um, whose TED talk was like the vehicle that gave words to my feelings, said one thing that, well, yeah, like I said, sparked the idea for this episode. She said, how do we make a change in the world? How do we go through and make meaning of our lives when there's so much pulling at us? How do we rest? And those were the questions that were the catalyst for this episode. How do we rest? When you consider your wellness and you take care to embody wellness, then you have a better chance of embodying a more peaceful life. You can face yourself, you can face the world from a space of confidence, clarity, presence, healthy, and, and you can thrive through all these things that bring you joy and challenges. Being peaceful doesn't mean, for instance, that I can't take up the battle of the racist microaggressions in my workplace or of nice white people around me. It doesn't mean I can't take up the battle of how society oppresses. It doesn't mean I can't take up the battle of helping people who choose, who want to be helped, live a life rooted in self-reflection and understanding of intersectional identities. Chloe continues to say that when you live from a sense of peace, this is what is called wellness. It's being able to manage the internal and also external in a way that creates harmony for yourself to where you know you are so grounded in who you are. You are at peace with all of what is in you and around you and figuring out what is your next best steps. So next, I'll play you a clip of Chloe because I feel like me replicating her words does not do it justice. Purpose has two options. You can set a goal, you can meet that goal, but then you're bored and you have to figure out new goals. It's like this endless cycle, right, of chasing external things. Or you can set a goal for yourself that is so far out that it's actually unattainable and peace and fulfillment's always just beyond your reach. So you consume and you grasp and you take in so much all the time looking for how do I make this better? And the truth is, I don't think it's through purpose. I think really what we're looking for when you see protests and you see people fighting causes or going to work, you're looking for fulfillment, we're looking for peace inside, and we're looking for how do we act well and be well with one another. And you cannot give or make what you don't have, so how do we make world peace when we don't know how to have peace for ourselves? So if you want to save the world, if you want to live in an environment that is thriving and where prosperity looks the same for all of us, not just the few who have the most privilege, you start with you. You start with figuring out what does health look like for me physically, mentally, socially, emotionally, spiritually, and work really hard on being good at you. Because just like hurt people hurt people, not peaceful people wreak havoc, right? So my challenge to you today is to really Take serious this commitment to cultivating wellness for yourself. Because once you are filled yourself with that kind of peace, it has no choice but to flow out into all of the spaces around you. And I can guarantee you, you will enjoy your life so much more, which is truly the reason we're here. She really is an amazing speaker. I will link the episode down. I'll put a YouTube link for it in the show notes. And please take, I guess... 10 minutes 
was it 15 minutes? Yeah, please take 15 minutes of your day and listen to Chloe. You might find some advice there that I wasn't able to um, share in the same manner. I would like to thank every single person for listening. Specifically, this week, I'll shout out Alamin. Thank you very much for being a rock of a friend. Um, if you like this episode, everyone, I would really appreciate you sharing it with at least one person or do me a favor and give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to um, your podcasts. I ask this not because I make any money from it, but so that I can reach more people and hopefully be a voice of help to someone. So everyone, please drink your water, have intercourse, get silent and laugh a lot. Until next time, bye-bye.